Hey listeners, it's Paul Andriola here. Why not join our community at Small Cap Discoveries where we offer our members direct access to some of the best microcap investment opportunities available. Our members are getting access to premium microcap financings, research reports, and direct access to management. Sign up today at www.smallcapdiscoveries.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Small Cap Discoveries conference call. Today on our call, we have CEO Ali Khan Lalani from General Assembly Holdings. General Assembly trades on the TSX Venture Exchange under the symbol GA and on the OTC under GASMF. The company is currently trading at 79 cents with roughly 22 million shares outstanding or about a $17.5 million market cap. I'd now like to hand it over to Paul Andreola. Hey, great. Thanks, Tara. Um, we uh, today are going to talk about one of my favorite subjects, pizza. Uh, so I'm, I'm really happy to have Ali Khan uh, Lalani here with us today. Um, Ali, um, I know a little bit about this company because I had a whole bunch of pizzas sent to me and uh, tried them out and really liked what I had. Um, but uh, more importantly for investors, why don't you tell us uh, all about General Assembly Pizza? Thank you, Paul, and, uh, and thanks for having me today. Um, I have a, a shot of our investor presentation up on the screen, but I think before I get into the meat of, of the brand and the presentation, I'd like to give you a, a brief background on myself. My name is Ali Kanlalani. I'm the founder and CEO of General Assembly. Um, after six years as a young multi-unit franchisee with Recipe Unlimited, I chose to divest in 20, 2015 and pursue my dream of building a premium, premium pizza brand from the ground up. I was inspired by the likes of Danny Meyer at Shake Shack and Steve Ells over at Potley uh, in the United States. I set my sights on building something people had never experienced before, a truly unique premium pizza brand. In December of 2017, General Assembly Pizza opened its doors downtown Toronto. In our first year as a fast premium fast casual concept, GA made several best restaurant lists, including being named one of the best new restaurants by Toronto Life. And we made many best pizza lists within Toronto, Canada, and internationally. But most importantly, what we did is we built a pizza-loving community in Toronto. In March of 2020, uh, as the world changed, we changed with it and changed our business model. I went to a grocery store near General Assembly called Fresh and Wild the day we shut down. And I noticed that the section for frozen pizzas was empty. I chatted with the store owner who was a regular at GA and he mentioned he couldn't keep frozen pizzas on the shelves and most of his suppliers were back ordered for weeks. That was the moment that everything changed. I walked back into GA right after. Our chef and general manager were still in the restaurant and I said, we need to figure out how to make a GA frozen pizza. One that was a cut above the rest and one that embodied GA's values, better, easy and delicious. In April, 2020, we launched our premium uh, frozen pizza line. From then till now, we launched the world's first premium pizza subscription service that has shipped close to 100,000 subscription boxes to people's homes from coast to coast in Canada. And we've built the foundation to scale into 400 retail doors in 2022. And with that, I'd be happy to start walking you through our presentation. Follow me over uh, to slide three. Uh, reasons to invest in General Assembly Pizza. One, our omni-channel presence. We currently operate three business streams uh, at General Assembly Holdings. Our restaurant located downtown Toronto, 
our direct-to-consumer e-commerce channel, and our growing CPG retail business. We started with one store in April in 2020. Uh, when we opened up in, uh, we walked into 2022, we had 100 plus retail stores and we're targeting 400 by the end of 2022. Retailers have had an increased uh, demand in the frozen aisle. You've seen gross leasing areas and most grocery stores grow over the last little while. HMR sections uh, have grown in premium stores like Whole Foods, Longos and Loblaws to accommodate more premium frozen foods. Uh, strong revenue growth uh, for General Assembly Pizza. Once people try our product, they come back and try it again. Number five, strong insider ownership currently at GA. Over on slide four, uh, the pizza market opportunity is a big one and General Assembly is poised to get its slice. Uh, US expected a 25 billion by 2025. Shifting consumer preferences to natural and organic foods, shifting trends to plant-based and flexitarian diets, and consumer demand in the ready-to-eat food uh, section, GA pizzas cook in just seven minutes. Those three are three key KPIs, uh, which are driving consumers, driving retailers, and driving occasions on our direct-to-consumer business all three points uh, GA um, is expected to, to continue to capitalize on in 2022 and beyond. Slide five, uh, I hope this slide makes you hungry. Uh, this is a, a slide that we currently are showcasing our SKUs, uh, our current frozen SKUs in the Canadian market. Uh, we are not stuck in a, a box. A lot of pizza brands uh, are, are, you know, uh, New York pizza brands or Italian pizza brands. We just want to make really good, delicious pizza. And we're guided by three words, better, easy, and delicious. 75% of our current SKUs are either plant-based or meat-free. The ones that do have meat are made with all natural meats with no nitrates. We use grass-fed uh, mozzarella, uh, local fior de latte, and some cheeses from Italy. Our sauce is hand crushed, and everything really starts with the dough. Um, our dough is naturally leavened, naturally fermented sourdough, uh, and we're in a convenient 10-inch size, uh, which is perfect for sharing uh, or the perfect size uh, for one. Coming soon on the innovation side for General Assembly, uh, we're currently working on a plant-based pepperoni pizza, which is expected to launch in the third quarter. And I'm very excited uh, to tell you all today that we've been working very hard with a plant-based meat partner called Impossible Foods, and we're expected to release their first ever co-branded frozen pizza, uh, which will be a collaboration between both brands uh, in the second quarter of this year. Over on slide six, uh, is, a, is a snapshot of our evolving fresh to frozen uh, uh, to address consumer taste. So as mentioned before, we have three restaurant, uh, three, three revenue channels. Restaurant, which typically generates roughly $2 million in, in revenue per year. Uh, our restaurant footprint has been oper in operation for almost four years, and we've had a lot of P&L management and operational excellence in our restaurant. We want to take that excellence uh, and and, and and distill it down to what could be a, a opportunity to expand our retail footprint in Canada and even the US eventually. And we really like that 500 to 900 square foot model of you know, thousand plus dollars uh, per square foot uh, resulting in you know 40% plus gross margins. 
our direct-to-consumer business. We started with subscription. We launched our subscription business in September of 2020. Uh, we've currently uh, almost delivered uh, over 100,000 uh, subscription boxes from coast to coast. We launched with subscription, and what we noticed in the summer uh, of last year is that a high degree of our consumers wanted to sample the product and try the product. So we launched something called a one-time purchase uh, in August of 2021. One-time purchase now uh, accounts for roughly 70% of revenue uh, on our direct-to-consumer platform. Last year, uh, in, in late Q4, we launched our direct-to-consumer business uh, in British Columbia, and we're currently delivering uh, all over the Lower Mainland in BC, as well as all over uh, Ontario. Our wholesale business was launched in May of 2020 with one retail door. It was that grocery store that didn't have any frozen pizzas on the aisle and went back to that store just after we launched our, our first five SKUs and, he, and Peter over at Fresh and Wild happened to, to order 100 pizzas. We did not have 100 pizzas that day. We went back to the shop and we made those pizzas until two in the morning and we delivered that order the next day. From then till now, we have 100 over 100 retail doors currently sold in Vancouver, Calgary, and Toronto, arguably the three most competitive pizza markets in the country. And we have a target of over 400 doors by the end of 2022. Uh, we have early guidance on some early success in Q1, uh, where we see at least 200 plus retail doors by the end of the second quarter. Over on slide, uh, on slide seven, Really, really want to drive home the point that General Assembly is a firmly planted premium omni-channel business. That unique channel mix really allows us to deliver a brand experience for pizza lovers, no matter how they want to interact with our business. Because we have a direct-to-consumer, because we have a CPG business, because we have a restaurant business, we're able to really deliver pizza when people want it across three multi-channels. Um, strong omni-channel businesses start to see close to double-digit returns in terms of sales year over year with a key stat at 9.5%. Most omni-channels also see year-over-year -year decrease in customer acquisition costs. For example, if you go to the, if you bought a direct-to-consumer uh, product in, in Oakville, Ontario, and then you walked into your local grocery store, you might see us on the grocery shelf. You also might come downtown Toronto to, uh, to you know, go to a ball game in the summer, you might visit our restaurants. So that omni-channel experience really drives down that acquisition and that interaction uh, into our brand. The retention rate uh, for our consumers and the data that we have uh, from our direct-to-consumer business really lets us build on, uh, on retention uh, with a much higher retention rate than an average uh, hospitality or CPG business. Slide eight. Um, GA is redefining the frozen pizza category at scale. How are we doing that? We're able to leverage our premium brand and work with other brands like Impossible Foods, and we're working on other partnerships uh, in 2022 to further uh, double down, double click down on the co-branded factor of, of General Assembly, therefore widening the premium experience. We're workshopping new SKUs and continuing to innovate. Uh, we're working on a dough skew for this year, uh, in addition to introducing a, a sauce skew for retail. But really, at the end of the day, it's our product. Uh, why do customers love our uh, love our brand? Because pizza lovers don't have to co compromise on quality because it's frozen. We're delivering a better frozen experience. Our par-baked, 100% naturally leavened dough is vegan, and it's a canvas for us to create with. 
Our chef sourced ingredients, including local cheese, hand-picked basil and nitrate-free meats are on trend uh, for consumers in the premium category. I love this one, tidy free freezer footprint. A typical frozen pizza is in a cardboard box. Good luck fitting four of those in your freezer. Uh, if you live downtown Toronto, not everybody has a chest freezer. If you have a, a garage or a bigger house, our pizzas are, are shrink wrapped um, in recyclable film, easily can stack eight to 10 in a traditional freezer uh, without, the, without the cardboard. Shorter cook time. We've, we've learned a lot from our consumers over the last year and a half. And one of the reasons to believe in our product and one that continues to drive repeat buying occasions is a shorter cook time. The average frozen pizza takes 16 to 18 minutes to cook. Ours takes seven minutes to cook. A lot of uh, frozen brands uh, also pick one category and stick with it. We don't. Whether you're a flexitarian, a vegetarian, or, or you're on a plant-based diet, we've got a pizza for you. Over on slide nine is a, a snapshot of our restaurant business and what we see as an extremely scalable model to grow our retail footprint from coast to coast. Brand evolution is very important for us. We opened our restaurant in 2017. It was a birthplace of our pizzas. It's the birthplace of our naturally leavened product. Uh, it's also a culinary destination. So if you visit our restaurant, downtown Toronto, most of what we sell, you can't buy on the frozen aisle. We're able to really innovate uh, with, with interesting combinations in a chef-driven environment. Strong, strong economics, three and a half years of operating the restaurant, uh, generating over $2 million in annual revenue, 30% uh, contribution on gross margin. Uh, and the long-term expansion, we really like that 500 to 900 square foot model, uh, high takeout, high technology, app-based pickups, uh, and app-based technology. Uh, and with that type of small footprint and the craveability of pizza uh, to many markets, uh, we definitely have an opportunity to expand that footprint. Over on slide 10, uh, go-to-market D2C continues to grow. Uh, as described earlier, we started with subscription and, and have really gone into the, the one-time purchase, allowing people to shop the store if you will for example if you go to your local grocery store and they carry three skews and you know somebody in your house loves plant-based food and someone in your house loves pepperoni pizza as well on our direct-to-consumer website we offer the full suite of our products it's more of a luxurious shopping experience where you're able to click fill your box with any of our skews uh, and then 48 to 72 hours that box will arrive uh, at your home it's a great feedback loop uh, for our cpg brands for example, if we're entering Vancouver and we're entering a, a, a grocery store in North Vancouver, you know, we can take our data from our direct-to-consumer business and say, hey, based on these postal codes or FSAs and the three postal codes surrounding your store, we see our direct-to-consumer clients buying these three SKUs. These are the SKUs we think we should list in your grocery store. That type of data is unique to our omni-channel business uh, and one that's really compelling uh, to retail, retail partners. We're an end-to-end -end brand experience for customers from the start of the experience on our website to when we deliver at your door. That's a GA-owned channel where we control the experience uh, from end-to-end. From -end. One of the most beautiful things about our direct-to-consumer business, uh, which we, we saw in Ontario and we just saw at the end of the fourth quarter, uh, was our, our, our ability to build awareness in new markets. When we launched our direct-to-consumer 
uh, business in, in late Q4 uh, in Vancouver. We had zero retail presence. Within 45 days of launching our direct-to-consumer business, um, we had over 40 retail stores. That's a really interesting number as we continue to double-click down on territory expansion for our direct-to-consumer business. We'll use that data over and over again and, and drop our direct-to-consumer business into cities like Calgary, like into cities like Edmonton, cities like Montreal, and what that creates is what we like to call retailer FOMO. Uh, retailers hear about us, they read about us, they had a friend that that tried our product uh, and that, that equates to more doors uh, on our path to 400 doors this year. Increasing brand awareness and dri driving down cost of acquisition as we continue to scale up our D2C business and increase territories, uh, there is more awareness for our brand, more eyeballs in our business and, and dropping our, our acquisition costs. Uh, we're currently looking at bringing pick, pack, and ship in-house uh, and a centralized shipping system for us to allow and control a shipment uh, from our facility in Vaughan, Ontario, all over the country. Slide 11, uh, give, tell you a little bit about uh, our go-to-market, uh, our distribution footprint built to scale. In August of last year, as we were scaling up our, our retail business, we brought on Propel Natural Foods as our Canadian broker. Propel um, has a 20-year experience in the Better For You Natural category, represents other brands like Flow Water, Midday Squares, and Sapsucker. We then leveraged our relationship with Propel uh, to sign UNFI uh, as our national distributor in Canada. UNFI is the largest publicly traded uh, Better For You frozen distributor in North America. And with the two of them, we were able to start really pinpointing uh, formal listing applications for the largest grocers in the country. And we're currently ne negotiating listings with Sobeys, Loblaw, and Whole Foods. Uh, Sobeys and Loblaw controlling you know, north of 80% of the Canadian grocery market within all their banners. In the summer of 2021, uh, we were fortunate to receive a, a pilot with a, a premium brand at Loblaws called Fortino's. Uh, that pilot went very well over, over the course of the third and fourth quarter last year, uh, and we're expected to roll out to all 23 Loblaws owned Fortino stores in the second quarter of this year. UNFI's Canadian network of large, mid, independent grocers is over 5,000 retail doors in Canada. Uh, and as mentioned earlier, we've got you know, strong visibility into 200 plus doors by the end of the second quarter, getting to almost half of our our um, uh, 400, uh, 400 door projection uh, for 2022. Over on slide 12 gives you a snapshot into who we're covered with, uh, who we're currently selling with uh, across the country. A nice snapshot, uh, but there's a lot of white space on this, on this uh, particular slide. As we continue to grow our relationships from coast to coast, we, we will continue to expand into premium retail uh, in Canada this year. Over on, over on slide 13, um, our go-to-market uh, state-of-the-art facility uh, in Vaughan, Ontario, uh, is an interesting and very unique part of the GA fabric. GA is wholly owned manufacturing. We do not co-pack. We own the complete manufacturing process of our product right from the dough into the topping line, into packaging, storage, and then and then three p uh, and then shipping. 
Um, as we continue to grow our business on the on the right, there is a snapshot of, of our expected capacity growth for fiscal 22. Currently at a, a hundred a capacity to, to make up to 100,000 units a month, scaling to 150 in Q2, uh, 175 in Q3, uh, and topping out at 200,000 units per month uh, by the fourth quarter of this year. We're bringing on net new technology like cryogenics uh, and inline cooling in the second quarter, which will allow for a higher quality product, more consistent product as we scale up, uh, also uh, higher throughput. As we continue to put pressure on, on opening retail doors and incre increasing capacity, um, key, key inputs such as cost of goods sold, food costs, and labor costs will continue to have downward pressure in 2022 as we scale up, increasing the profitability and the contribution margin of our products, whether on our direct-to-consumer or CPG uh, channel, as all frozen pizzas are made at our, our wholly-owned Best Spoke facility. We're currently uh, scheduled uh, to complete our GMP, um, Good Manufacturing Practice Audit, uh, in the, in, at the end of the second quarter of this year, which will lead into the GFSI audit in early 2023. GFSI is a, a requirement for brands like Costco, which will also lead into us applying for our FDA number at the end of the at the end of 2022, uh, which will allow us to sell our product in the United States. As we continue to build our business, as we continue to grow our capacity, and as we continue to reach our 400 retail doors in 2022, we will bring on more process flow equipment and more automation at the plant. Slide 14. So this is a snapshot into revenue, retail doors, and frozen units sold from fiscal 20 into fiscal 2021. Uh, year over year, we grew revenue by 124%. We grew retail doors by over 400%. Uh, my favorite stat on this slide, we grew frozen units sold at just over 750% uh, year over year. Strategic priorities on slide 15 uh, for 2022, national expansion, you know, doubling down on 400 retail locations by the end of this year, continued geographic and territory growth from coast to coast, driving retail awareness and brand awareness through improvements in our D2C business and concurrently launching net new territories with D2C while concurrently launching a, a retail strategy in those specific retail uh, re, uh, geographic zones. And number two, optimizing and scaling margins. The more we increase capacity, the more we sell, the higher the throughput on our unit, uh, on our units, therefore reducing uh, our cost of goods sold and labor, therefore increasing, increasing our path to profitability uh, in 2022. Slide 16 gives you a snapshot into the executive and leadership team uh, led by myself, um, our chief financial officer, um, our software engineering uh, lead, our marketing lead, and our chief operating officer. Slide 17, uh, we have a snapshot into our board of directors, Ted Hastings as chairman, Nicholas Reichenbach, founder of Flow Water, uh, heading up corporate uh, our compensation committee, Ben Colabrese, our audit chair, Karen Zucala, heading up uh, corporate governments. Slide 18, um, the whole pie. This is a, a, a pick of our, our, our cap table, a current market capitalization of, of roughly two weeks ago at just over 15 million. 
over just over 22 million common shares out. Uh, total common shares on a fully diluted basis, just under 40 million. Uh, and with that, um, I'll turn it over to you, Paul. Uh, thank you for joining me on our investor presentation. Excellent. Thank you so much, Ali. Great presentation. Um, thank you. It. Um, <clears throat> where, where do I start here? I mean, you covered a lot of things here. I, I guess one thing is, um, I mean, this is still, I almost say at its infancy, how, how do you get more people to, um, you know, understand the, the sort of the proposition here? Um, I, I fully understand your omni-channel sort of process, but how do you get somebody who's sitting in the middle of Vancouver right now to try and subscribe to this product? We have a, a very well formulated uh, acquisition strategy uh, where we leverage where we le leverage uh, social networks such as Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube uh, on targeted advertising and awareness. We have a strong PR team from coast to coast that gets us into print media and more importantly, an aggressive strategy for retail door growth uh, across the country. So whether you see our ad on Instagram, uh, whether you're watching a YouTube channel or see us uh, in your favorite grocery store, that all leads you towards the General Assembly brand. And whether you're buying at a retail door or, or clicking through an ad online, which gets you our direct-to-consumer space, that's our ability to, to convert um, users uh, within our omni-channel business. Now, um, I, I, was, I was fortunate enough, you guys sent me some, some samples, and um, I, I've got to say that as far as frozen pizza, they're clearly some of the best frozen pizzas I've ever had. Um, how, like, what, the subscriber portion of it, um, how much do you usually see in terms of uh, orders per month? G give me a sense of sort of the average subscriber's, um, you know, bill per month, if you want to call it. Yeah, so our poo currently sits roughly at uh, $75 per month, and that's pretty consistent from coast to coast. And we're seeing uh, an average of, of roughly seven pizzas per box from coast to coast. And that that seven units is an amalgamation of our one-time purchase in addition to our subscription business. So that's the average um, ARPU per month, unit per month, and, and the average um, reorder is, is, is every four weeks for our subscription business uh, and, and generally three to four occasions per year for our one-time purchase business. Perfect. And um, before, I, before I keep going on here, I want to remind everybody, if you do have questions, which I see a few people have, if you've got questions you want me to ask Ali, please use the chat function and I'll do my best to, to ask that question. Um, okay, so good. So roughly 75 bucks a month. Um, I mean, how, how long have you guys been with the subscription model? More so to, to understand what kind of data you have right now? Because, you know, really the next couple of questions are around sort of churn and, you know, any sort of semblance of long-term value of your customer. Currently seeing, you know, we've been in the subscription business, our direct-to-consumer business and, and deriving data out of that channel uh, since September of 2020. So we'll be two years uh, in September of this year. We were subscription only until August of last year. And then now uh, one-time purchase and subscription. We're seeing a blended uh, sorry, for a subscription business, we're seeing roughly a six-month uh, LTV. Um, churn is a harder one to pin down now that we've amalgamated uh, one-time purchase and subscription together. Um, it, it's, it's a function where because we have such a high degree, now 70% of all revenue, now one-time purchase, 
Uh, it's harder to give a, a, a reflective uh, you know, number for churn, uh, but better than average is what I can say. Mm-hmm. And of the other 30% of your revenue, how much of that is, uh, is subscription? 30%. 30, okay, gotcha. Cool. Um, okay, so now you mentioned you're in Vancouver and Toronto right now as far as the subscription and, and one time. Um, or, or maybe more cities one time, but I, I'm just trying to get a sense of um, what's it going to take for you to go into any of the other sort of major cities cross country? We're currently covered in, in pretty much all of Ontario right now, right from Ottawa down to Windsor along that corridor, uh, currently all over the lower mainland of, of BC. As we continue to explore um, cost savings and bringing pick, pack, and ship in house, we're also exploring bringing in a centralized shipping uh, uh, to our, our facility in Vaughan. So we expect by the summer of this year, we will have that in place, uh, therefore opening up every major center in, in Canada for our direct-to-consumer business. Fantastic. Um, and then what's, give, give us a sense if you've got it, but what's your customer acquisition cost right now? You know, b- blended, um, you know, for, for fiscal 21, you know, in that roughly $40 range. Okay, gotcha. Perfect. Um, why don't we jump on a couple of the questions that have come in here. Um, first one is, uh, how did you guys come up with the name General Assembly Pizza? It's a great question. Um, General Assembly was created, uh, it's kind of a, a double entendre. The general part was uh, an homage to the Industrial Revolution, so General Electric, uh, General Motors, when you come to the restaurant downtown Toronto and you see what we call our pizza theater, you've got about five or six people. Somebody's stretching the dough, somebody's topping the dough, somebody's taking it off the counter, putting it into the oven, somebody's taking it out of the oven, onto the pass, cutting it and sending it into the dining room or for takeout. So that's kind of like our industrial revolution. It's that homage to the assembly line. And assembly... Uh, was a childhood thing for me. Uh, the word assembly always reminds me of being in school as a kid. And everybody comes together two or three times a year for an assembly. Mm-hmm. The social act of eating pizza and bringing people together is assembling people. So we thought we have this age-old ancient technique of making pizza the old way, the right way. Uh, and we have this kind of beautiful way of bringing people together through pizza. So that's how general and assembly was derived. Very cool. Very cool. Um, what do we talk a little bit more about uh, the financials? Um, now, you just went public not too long ago. Um, how much money did you raise? We closed our, our Series A uh, almost a year ago, uh, and, and proceeds to General Assembly after that raise were, were just under $10 million. Okay, gotcha. And give us a sense of where you're at now. How much money do you have and, and any sort of near-term financial requirements or capital requirements? That current, current balance sheet is, is just over a million dollars. Uh, we're currently expected to, uh, you know, planning a, a potential uh, financing or equity raise in, in the coming uh, months. Uh, and the use of those proceeds will be to continue to fund the national expansion uh, of our 400-door goal of this year. Uh, increasing marketing and awareness support uh, for fiscal 22, in addition to investing uh, in more equipment for the plant in terms of automation and process flow equipment uh, to optimize uh, our 
facility to, to get us to that 100,000, 200,000 capacity by the end of fiscal 22. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, take another question here. Um, okay, so somebody just checked the website, they say, and couldn't find any info on weights of the pizza or nutritional label. Um, is this deliberate? Um, uh, if I remember correctly, I think on, on the packaging, I saw uh, there is nutritional information there. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Absolutely. You, there is, a, and I can kind of follow up with you after if, if there's a specific person that would like uh, some navigation assistance, but there, it is on the website. Uh, there is nutritional information uh, and gram weights. Uh, and as you alluded to, Paul, all of the information is on every single pizza as well. Fantastic. Um, let's take another one. How quickly do you break even on a newly opened store? So generally, um, a, a, assuming we did something in that 500 to 900 square foot range, we're probably looking at roughly a, a 500 to 600 per square foot build cost all in. So take a 500 square foot example at the highest rate of $600 per square foot. You're looking at roughly $300,000 build cost there. You're looking at roughly $750,000 uh, a year in sales based on historic um historic data for, for sales per square foot. If you take roughly a uh, 20, 10, 10 to 20% 20 net income, uh, you're looking at a three-year payback per store, which puts us into the 90th percentile uh, for restaurants. Mm -hmm. Well, a, a bit of a follow-up to that is, uh, it's part comment, part question here, but uh, the questioner says, I was surprised to find out the stock price appreciation of Domino Pizza I peeled a certain point in time from the top 10 for all stocks. And he's wondering why that might have been. And did you use that as a case study? <laughs> I've been a avid Domino fan uh, since probably I can remember. Um, and I remember when reading a, a Harvard case study uh, when I was in my undergrad about, uh, I think it was probably around 2005 when Domino's said, we're a technology company that sells pizza. We're not a pizza company anymore. And I think that, uh, you know, I look up to that and I reference that from time to time as, you know, a, an aspirational pizza brand and probably one that does it better than anybody else on earth uh, when it comes to a global powerhouse in pizza. So very impressive, uh, a lot to learn from Domino's uh, and, and a super fan myself. No, I think that's a, that's a good point that a lot of companies are sort of, technology companies masquerading or, or uh, yeah, masquerading as, as other products. So um, a good, uh, good thing to point out there. Uh, and then lastly, from, from our listeners here, uh, what's the average price point in a Fortino's compared to subscriptions? So we've kept the SRP, so suggested retail price uh, for our frozen pizzas at grocery, such as Fortino's, very similar to the price uh, on our direct-to-consumer platform. So at Fortino's, we're roughly $10.99 uh, per SKU. And, and we're, you know, online, we're roughly $11 uh, per SKU. SRP, as, as you would know, is, is subjective. Uh, and retailers are able to move those SRPs up or down based on uh, based on their stores and their demographics, but, but almost um, equal. Okay, fantastic. Um, what what's your biggest challenges you're facing right now? You know, today when we look at the the Canadian market, um, it's 
you know, supply chain, if you're building a new restaurant is, is pushed out a little bit. Everybody's looking at inflation numbers this year. You know, you can only take so much pricing. I think for us, I, I look at that and I think, you know, we're, we're able to position our product in a premium price. Uh, I'll call it roughly 1099 to 1199 at shelf, which is also married up to our D to C business. Those are positive contribution businesses right now. And as we're able to continue to, to build margin improvement uh, with cost of goods sold and labor, I think we'll be able to, to thwart against uh, a price increase as we continue to create margin. But inflation is, is, is top of mind this year. Mm-hmm. Um, if we were to look sort of five years out, what does this business look like? And we're not talking necessarily just revenues, but give us a better sense of what, what you think General Assembly Pizza looks five years from now. You know, if I had a crystal ball that, that could peg uh, 60 months or five years out, uh, <laughs> you, you know, I, I would be, uh, I'd be a happy, happy person. But, you know, I think by in five years, we're a globally recognized premium pizza brand. Um, and, and we've got... Um, our hard work is is to is this year. You know, we're focused on making sure that NAF General Assembly is a household premium pizza name in Canada in fiscal 22. We're excited about entry into the U.S. market next year, and after we get into the U.S. market, you know, our sites are are fair are, are sweat are square squarely set on becoming a, a global pizza brand, and um, you know, a 25 billion dollar frozen pizza tam. We just want our slice. I like the I like the, the term slice there. Um, what's your best selling pizza? The Loving Cup, the all natural pepperoni, yeah, is our best selling scoop. Fantastic, fantastic. And what's your favorite? My favorite is the Mila Margarita, uh, and Mila is actually the name of my daughter, so that's uh, my favorite pizza. Oh, fantastic! Great. Um, you, you got some very unusual and and uh, eye catching names. I have to admit that. Um, Ali, you know, as investors standing by and watching you guys grow your business, um, what, what sort of catalysts or metrics do you think makes the most sense to watch as you guys grow? We've got, um, you know, I think making sure that we, you know, watching our retail door growth this year and watching our retail growth uh, next year is, is very important. So that's a great KPI that you want to keep, keep focused on. Um, we've built something in called our build to bake ratio, which is what's our capacity at the plant to how much we're selling. Uh, you always want to have, you never want that at hundred percent, you know, too much, cl- too close or over hundred percent. That's a good problem to have. But as we continue to scale the business, as you would have seen in our corporate report, which was released just a couple, couple weeks ago, we had a few KPIs in there um, where we talk about utility and capacity through the build to bake ratio and, and focused on retail doors for this year. Fantastic. Um, so listen, we're sort of near the end here. Um, like to give you an opportunity to, to sort of talk about anything uh, that we sort of miss, or if you want a, sort of a key message or a, a parting message you want everybody to walk away with about the company, what would that be? Sure. You know, you know thank you all for attending and, and thank you, Paul, for, for having me today. And I'd like to leave you with, with three words. It's three words that we've distilled our business down, which is our guiding principles for every, bit, every business stream we have. And that's better, easy, and delicious. Every single day we get up and we try to, you know, when you look at our pizza and you put our pizza in the oven and you eat it, you should think three words. You know, it's a better frozen pizza. 
it was easier to make because it was ready in seven minutes and it was damn right delicious. So if we if we keep focusing on better, easy, delicious, I think we're going to build one heck of a pizza business. And I will admit, these are very good pizzas. So uh, he, he is uh, he's, he's being honest here. Um, what if somebody wants more information on the company and more importantly, if somebody wants to order pizzas, uh, what's your website address or what's the best way to do that? Sure. Uh, ordering pizzas is, is easy at gapizza.com uh, and reach out to the fine folks at Soffit Capital for any investor information uh, and happy to make myself available. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, okay, so we've been speaking to Ali Khan Lalani, uh, CEO of General Assembly Pizza. Um, Ali, thank you for joining us today and uh, listen, we look forward to catching up with you in the future. Thank you for having me, Paul. Have a good day. Thank you. Yeah.